You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Actually, Blake, you should bring us in on this one, so it could be terrible. Dude, don't. I suck at the intro. You have well, so let's, let's, have, let's let Bart decide. Bart, who do you want hey, to bring us Bart in? Bart should bring us in. Bring us in, Bart. Okay, uh, I'm introducing Shane and Blake. Take yeah, it away. That's not Go. how we do it. That's how we do it. Are we recording yet? Oh, we are recording. Yeah, okay. we're recording. We're live. All right, let's, just, let's, just, let's just go. Welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on the dental industry and also Blake's kind of childish looking beard right now. Childish? We're doing video. Yeah, it's bro. No, no, no. I, I'm going to interrupt that real quick. Hang on. My wife says she loved the beard. Okay. I look like a mountain man. I'm looking like I'm raised. She looks like she's 18. You look like you're 12. It makes sense. I get it. (laughs) 19 and a half. It's a solid high school beard, says the guy who can't grow a beard at all, but still. Bro, bro. So let me, let me ask you, let's really, since we're comparing each other as a man here, it's like, who's a man? Who's not? How many rolls of toilet paper you got? Oh, I got like. Well, I don't really want to tell everybody because I don't want them to, to break into my house if I'm being honest. I got like two. I got like two. <laughs> Dude, we, we, just, we got a bidet. Make it work. Yeah, we just <laughs> I taped I taped a ho- we got the hose and we ran it through the uh the window and I have it taped to the side of the toilet. So I just pulled the trigger. <laughs> but but I'm clean as a whistle. <laughs> that's like a redneck that's a redneck bidet <laughs> oh by the way by the way the podcast welcome to our co-host here tonight we yeah, have one and so only this is gonna be we had a virtual happy hour right before this podcast recording so forgive us for the way that we are but let's just go ahead and bring in our guest loaded and in, in charge all right that, yeah. that's what i'm gonna at. bring in our guest because he's a really good friend of mine he's he's just he's the best right so um i met this guy a few years ago um, and we put together courses and just became really good friends. He's one of the best just people I know in general. Um, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Bart Silverman. I never said so many nice hey. things. <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I, I, I'm just truly honored. Thanks, man. You know what they say up here? There's a radio station over here. It's called a fan and they say first time, long time. So first time to be on the podcast, long time listener, big he fan guys is by far the most genuine person I know hands down. Ride or die. We've talked about you on the podcast. I love your energy. You're an oral surgeon, so why are you not an asshole? Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what drugs are you smoking? Yeah, what, what happened to you? Here? <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where, Bart, why are you telling me? Like, you're just a nice guy. Like, oh, thank where, you, guys. Where, thank where, you, guys. Listen, could you guys well, say that a little louder because my family and kids are downstairs? I'm yeah, they have no here. <laughs> So Bart, why don't you tell me where you're at, um, how long you've been in oral surgery, a little bit about your background, what you do in education and things like that. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So let's see now. Um, graduated, let's see, been an oral surgeon for about 30 years. Twenty is when they graduated. Yeah. The last time we had a great depression. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. I think, I think Truman or Hoover were president back then, I think. And uh, yeah, since then I've been Let's see. I'm in private practice. Um, also love education. Uh, let's see now. On staff. And where are you located? Uh, up, up in New City, New York. So Holy we're shit. In the, You're ground zero right now. We man. are close to ground zero. We're about 40 minutes away from that whole um, ground zero. It's, they it's turned terrible. Javits into a hospital. Oh, my God. It's crazy. crazy. I just heard today, 1,000 hospital beds, 1,000 for uh, COVID, and 1,000 for non-COVID. Uh, I don't know Can how- Can you to- visualize the Javits right now? Like Greater New York is now a hospital 
for the like literally the heartbeat of coronavirus right now? Crazy. I, the whole thing is crazy. I have to tell you, you know, I'm not a political guy. Like my wife always says, if it's not on ESPN, he has no idea what's going on in the world. And uh, but I'll tell you, Governor Cuomo is really stepping up. He's yeah. really stepping up, and he's well. He's his brother up. got uh, diagnosed today, right? Yes, and, yes, yes, yeah. yes. He just got positive today. That I think that's Hopefully when it starts okay. really hitting home for people, and it's really sad that it takes that. But I like, and I, I hope everything's okay. But. I think at that point, it starts becoming real to people. We need to know someone or follow some influencer, you know, like Cuomo, that gets it. Like yeah. when Tom Hanks got it, it became a little bit more tangible to people. And I think, sadly, it takes that for people to take this serious. I got a photo from Atlanta today, the the uh, park that's there in the center of Atlanta, Centennial Olympic Park, where it may maybe. There were about a thousand people out hanging out on a towel and a blanket, hanging out in the park. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah, I went to I went to Walmart today to pick up groceries, and it was the curbside delivery where we order them because we're trying to be really careful since we got back from our vacation. Sixteen days have been trapped in the house, so I'm assuming everybody else is doing this. Except when I drive by Home Depot, the parking lot's full. When I drive by Walmart, the parking lot's full, and they're not doing curbside pickup. They're just in there and no masks and things like this, and it's just. I think part of the problem was that we saw like some athletes and celebrities get it early on, but this is a different strain now and it's killing more people, younger people now too. And it kind of, that message of like, well, if you're young, you know, or youngish, you're going to be fine. So nobody took it seriously. Right. And that's just not the case. And now that's it's so kind true. of gotten out of hand. You, know? so true. You, you hit the nail right on the head. You know, once it hits close to home, like a family member or a friend or something like that, then it's real. Then it is real. Otherwise, it's on the news. It's, you know, people say, oh, maybe it's sensationalized. And, but it's, no, it's real. It's definitely real. We had a um, couple of really close friends who are just recovering right now, which is good to hear. It, it's, you know, it's funny because all you hear initially on the statistics on the news were, you know, the bad things, the bad things. People, how many intubations, how many hospitalizations. But people are recovering, which is good. People are getting out. You know, we had our accountant was actually in the hospital um, over here. He had 10 days straight fever, 102 and above. And I spoke to him on the phone when he was going through. It was I was ripping my heart out and he just got out yesterday. So, oh, you know, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, Glad to hear that. God. You know, I, I think if you look at the news right now, we're starting to see brands do some really cool shit. Like if you look at Medtronic, they least release the IP on their actual ventilator. Said, wow, here, that's it awesome. made, made it open source. Then I then I, I actually posted on LinkedIn, and then I saw that um, uh, UF and MIT also released plans for an open source ventilator. Uh, oh, my wife! You're seeing these it. brands. My dude, wife just brought in the ribs. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, let's hey, see what they Lacey, look like. Let's yeah. see what they look like. Oh, We'd rather see Lacey God. than Blake. Oh my oh, those God, look amazing. They oh. look great. Oh, oh, he's not even sharing. Very oh. professional of you. Very professional <laughs> yeah. to eat yeah. while we're recording live. So. <laughs> Way to go, Blake. Uh, <laughs> professionally unprofessional. How great do they taste? Are they unbelievable? They're so good. Oh, so I love happy. the green He's egg. killing us, Shane. He's killing us. And his us. wife just brought it to him. Where, where's Chi-Chi? Where's she at? Dude, <laughs> exactly. dude, six hours put into these ribs. Like, I mean, come on. You got to respect it, you know? Hey, by the way, if if you guys don't Call hear from me again, it was... <laughs> It was definitely my wife, <laughs> like, just so you know. <laughs> and I and I'm not sure I blame her. <laughs> I'm driving her nuts. We're all going. I was to be honest with you guys. I was I was really a dick today, and I've had a lot like every other day now. Shut up, Blake. But like just that that ball of anger, and I don't know what to do with it. 
I don't know what to do and I don't know how to get rid of it. And it's frustrating. It's like, it just feels like, like Blake, you're posted the groundhog day thing where it's like, I just, I need something. That's why people ask me, why, why don't you go to dental school? Be dentist? Because I can't do the same thing every day. Like I need to go out and do different stuff. Like that's just who I am. And I'm starting to lose it. And have you been working out at all? A lot of people were taking walks up here. Yeah, working out up like here I'm, and- I'm counting my steps. I, I'm, I'm speed walking and stuff. And, and he's got a shake weight. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, uh, I noticed the right yeah. arm, the forearm is a lot bigger than the left arm. Oh, you hold he's I don't know why that is. That he's working something. <laughs> all right. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, I'm it, trying to do right, stuff. Though. It's just it, hard. You're, it's you hard. know, uh, I, for my grandmother who, I mean, she just got through fighting, stage four lung cancer and still smoking oh, cigarettes. Like, I mean, like the lady is old Southern, like rattlesnake venom for blood, but like she has not been home. I mean, she's not been doing anything but staying at home. And now all of a sudden she's on quarantine, she's losing her mind because she oh. feels confined. Like I'm being told I can't do something. And the whole family's instructed her, like you're immune compromised, like you need to chill. And it's still, it just, it, the fact that we can't do something in a, such a free country it's really scaring us. And, right, and, right. and I, let's be honest. I said this to a friend today. This is very different. This is as close as America has been to, and I'm going to take a bold statement here, 1940s Germany. Okay. Um, that's why people get paranoid, right? Because when you see these kind of things happening, you kind of get weary that the government's taking too much control. I don't have any choice in my life. I can't go to a national park. And so people think the worst case scenario, right? That we're nowhere near that place, nowhere near 1940s Germany, but this is as close as America's ever been to that kind of line. And so this is where you're seeing this weird kind of paranoia and thought. And thought. And I mean, like here in Georgia, in North Georgia, if you have a cabin there, a lot of people have a cabin in the woods. Even if you have a, own a cabin there, you can't go to it unless you're a permanent resident of that town. Your driver's license says something different. You're getting a thousand dollar fine for being. Wow. So, so they say, except I still see people doing it. So it's like this. In, in fact, I saw a cop when I was going to Walmart today, somebody barely ran a red light, like on a turn and they pulled him over. And I'm like, dude, are you serious right now? Like you're going to pull this guy over. You're going to go up to his window, grab his license. Like if a cop pulls me over right now, I'm going <laughs> and coughing all over my license. Like, here you go. Here you go. Um, to the window, right? Like, just hold it to the window. Like, yeah, just, just hold it to the window. What I saw today really disappointed me in the community I live in and that I would think that it's a well-educated community. People, like, tend to care about each other. And I'm not seeing that anymore. And it really, especially when I, as ADD as I am and I'm doing this and I'm committed to doing this, like, can y'all just join me and, like, have the suck with me? Like, it's just going to suck. But like, I don't want it to suck for longer and I don't want more people to die. Right. Like people, the government's saying a hundred to 250,000 people are going to die. Let's make that a hundred thousand because I'd rather 150,000 more people live. And then we get to go back to work. Rip the bandaid. Rip the bandaid. Get it done. Let's get this over with. Let's all go all in. I don't care if I see an armed vehicle at the entrance of my driveway. We have been living by the way that we won't be able to go to the store for two to three weeks. And by that third week, we're just eating stews that we froze and stuff. But like, we're living on like three weeks worth of food comfortably because if you look at all the other countries, things are just, this is bigger than we can ever have planned on. Well, so Bart, let me ask you something. I got little kids and it's home and they're driving us freaking crazy. And I don't blame them because they're going crazy too, but you have older kids. We do. We do. 
how are they doing this? Because I'm seeing teenagers out all the time and I'm like, you can't keep a teenage boy from a teenage girl right now. Like, Oh yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. How are you guys handling it? Yeah. We had like two and a half weeks ago or so. Um, our kids were down in Manhattan and then the older one was saying, Hey, listen, him and his girlfriend, we got to get home fast now because this stuff is really gone. The younger one, him and his friends were saying, Hey, let's hang out a little bit more. Let's go for some parties. And then right before it all hit, the younger one decided to come home, which is the best thing. PS that weekend, that a couple other college friends went out to a couple bars. They, they, they all got hit with Corona. Yeah. Because so, kids are stupid, by the way. They're, they're not like, listening, right? So thank God, you know, most are listening now. You're absolutely right. You know, it's really weird because we went through like a phase in the last two and a half weeks. Like the first couple of days, first week, it was kind of cool. Everybody's home, you know, it was like rekindling stuff. Then you went through a really tough time, I think, overall. I'm just talking overall. And now people are starting to mellow again. But we're really finding that the tensions are high. The tensions are mm-hmm. high on everything. People are just like, they're going, they're, everything's amped up. But then I always try to look for the positive. So let's say a year from now, hopefully this whole thing will be over, God willing and stuff like that. Then we get to look back and say, you know what? I know we were dealing with like a plague that was going on now for this this, this yeah. month, two months, three months, whatever it is. But how cool was it that like for in our particular situation, I got to spend time with my 20-year-olds that they normally wouldn't come home and spend time with their parents, you know, have yeah. dinner every night and, you know, get to whatever, whatever. And I thought that was super cool. It was funny. We were talking about a week ago and everybody's kind of nervous. So we were sitting around the table and I said to them at this point, I said, you know what? I said, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We have enough money in the bank. We can last a couple of months. We'll be okay. The thing I'm concerned about is that we only have six weeks worth of wine and we got to hunker down. That's <laughs> we we got to really conserve our supplies here. I'm not good at drinking wine like crazy. <laughs> like if we're going to get drink, we're going to drink, right? Like that's just the saying, right? Exactly. And so my wife's like, don't drink all the good booze, save that till the end, right? Like, so I'm sitting here with Coors Light right now. Like that's what we have. And I don't drink. And so I'm worried that I'm going to come yeah, out as an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> we all are. We all are. You know, like. I know. I, I think that like, that's the thing is like, you want to, like, I, I've been personally, because Lacey's being pregnant. I don't want to go to the store that often. I don't want her hey, to go to the store sure, at all. Sure. And like, I, we're just, I'm not doing this so that I can contract it by going to pick up a soda at the local gas station last minute. Like I'm, we're, I'm living this way because I don't want to catch this stuff. And it's I don't not want... the way you've contracted all those other things. <laughs> Can't catch what you already have, you know? And yeah. It's not as fun. Do. It's not as fun. Right. Well, but like, but no, I, it's so like, it, it's, it's a little weird. Like we went camping this weekend and yeah, uh, how was that? Did you have a good time? Oh, dude, it was amazing. It Great. was just so peaceful and quiet. Um, and, but then like the same time they were shutting down national parks and stuff. So I'm like, am I going to be able to, cause I got to drive through the national forest to get to my land. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get there. So I'm going to tell me I can't come and no lie. Look, as a gun owner, I've got a few guns and ammo. <laughs> I wasn't leaving at all at my house during these times. So I took a few <laughs> with me. So like I'm driving up there, like I got foil on my head and like, I'm starting a small <laughs> militia. And I didn't even take everything. And then like, yeah. So I'm like, if I get pulled over, like, sorry, Lays. I even told her before we hit the road, I'm like, I'm probably going to put get put in cuffs. Like I'm some freak, you know, taking a com- commune and setting it up in the national forest there, you know, I look like Charlie Manson. Like, <laughs> Shane, can you come pool. bail me out? I'm like, nah, man. I'm <laughs> quarantine. But, you know, <laughs> can't you were, leave, can't leave. You talk about your, your area being shut down. Atlanta, Lacey and I drove through Sunday. We just drove around. We went on like a several hour drive, cool. just bored. And we drove through Atlanta. It was maybe we saw 20 people at most in the hour we spent driving through the city. They were all homeless. There was no oh, one, boy. which is sad too, right? But like it's so spread out right now that I think everybody still has their boundaries, but there was no activity in the city of Atlanta. 
is completely shut down. So I think the suburbs are the problem right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. One of our employees, she went out to California on Sunday, took a couple pictures, sent it to us. There was like maybe four people in the airport and maybe three people on the plane besides them. Just yeah. it is, it's bad. It's bad. But that's what we need, right? We need, like you said, we need two weeks of everybody just shutting down. Nobody go outside. At the end of the two-week period, whoever still is sick, you stay in for another week or two, whatever it is, everybody else goes back to work and we'll be fine. But you're right. If everybody periodically does different things around the country, it's going to last for several if months. If we're all shut down, then we're all in this predicament together. Exactly. Like, no one's got a worse deal than the next guy. Exactly. We're all in this boat together. It's ripping the Band-Aid, and that is literally ripping the Band-Aid. If you're a guy, you really know this because of the hairy legs. Like, that shit sucks. <laughs> but um, – no, it's ripping the band aid, and then like when we turn the lights back on, all is good. We're all back to normal. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a little black eye, just like nine eleven, just like two thousand eight housing crisis. Let's get through it. Let's not call that a little black eye, but we get the point. You know what I mean? I know that's not what you meant. No, it is. I mean, it, like it's a little black eye. Like we are America. We're strong. We fought through so many in my lifetime alone, in your lifetime alone. We've we've seen some very traumatic events. We've seen it's true. terrorism on our, on our land with 9-11. We saw the entire housing market crash. That happened in a small, like, 10-year window with Katrina and everything else, right? Like, oh, so yeah, Katrina too. Yep, yep, 100%. We've seen all aspects 100%. of this. This it's is the biggest one, though. This is Hands biggest. Down. Hands down. It may not be like 9-11 was different because it was just like, it was like getting punched in the stomach. This was slower to happen. So, like, you see it kind of coming. That was like, how do you, you can't. You can't even imagine something like that. But like with this, it's like you've seen movies. We all knew this was possible. Like I, I've even said stuff. I think in a podcast, if we look back, probably our first podcast, like, well, this could happen, right? Like things like this could happen. But then it happens. You're like, shit, this stuff really does happen. And it's weird seeing it. And, and I hope it prepares us. I think I've said this before, but like for to prevent something worse happening later, like a lot of people are going to die and that's terrible. But like, what if the, de- what if it's like a 50% death rate? Right. Now wow. we can be more prepared for the next time, but it's possible, right? Like, right. I heard something today that Bill Gates, I think, several years back, he said that th- this is what's going to happen. This is something yeah. we're not. We can't, TED Talk not, in 2015. Yeah, t- right, exactly. Uh, TED Talk. Right. We're not going to be prepared for this. This is something that will be devastating, and we're not gearing up for this at all. And he was right. Well, it's kind of embarrassing too when we don't have masks. Like, we just here, right. here's the problem: we just assume somebody's taking care of it. And then we get yell at the government because you didn't take care of it. But like, no one, none of us take any accountability. We didn't ask the question. Like, do we have enough masks? Like, none of us did that. So it's like, it's our fault too, right? Right. Like it is. Hospital Um, and special surgery centers is pretty lucrative of a business. Very much They were being ran that way. And like, let's be honest, like any business leader, they're not thinking of this. They're staying lean. And, And when you get operational costs, you operate on what you have budget wise. And so they were all operating on that budget. Even if it was government operated, we wouldn't have had this either, right? We would have still been in the same dilemma. But- well, I, I do. I want to pose this question to you guys. Like, uh, like I don't want to get too deep into politics or anything, but like, you know, there's a lot of Democrats out there, a lot of liberals who were getting. Blake, I see you sneaking oh, that rib. Yeah. I see you sneaking that rib. Uh, there it is. Yeah, he's trying to be. <laughs> trying to go off camera with it. Yeah. Well, so there was a lot. There's a lot of people who were more liberal and said, you know, gun policies. And I'm not going to say that I wasn't one of them. Like, I think there should have been gun restrictions. But now you're not seeing that because everybody's like, I got to defend myself, right? So you're seeing that point come across. But I wonder with the, you know, the NRA just fought oh, and the, they got it approved the, yeah. as it's essential business for a gun store to be open. It is essential. Yeah, and see, like, I'm not going to argue with that, right? Because 
like I need to defend my family now if something bad happens and that that's very possible now. But on the conservative side where we don't want the, the government involved in anything, right? Like we want to just leave everything alone, like private, whatever. Like, but now with hospitals, we should probably say you have to have this stock of this and you have to, it's mandatory now. Now, so as a conservative, like, well, you can't tell a private business how to do that. But now I think they'll probably come off of that platform too. So it's kind of interesting how this will move everybody kind of. Why is Walmart and Target have 80% of the registers not in use until it comes Black Friday, right? They, they prepare for that. And hospitals should have to do the same. And, you know, it, like, look, I know it sucks to have overflow, but if you're building a multi, multi-million dollar facility to add eight, 10 rooms, and even if you only like f- facilitate them at scale, right? Like occasionally add a monitor here or there or whatever on a monthly basis, but like you could have the extra overflow space. Right. It wouldn't right. cost you that much more than building yeah. a hospital. It wouldn't cost you that much at all. Right. So, Bar, what do you, what do you yeah, speak about that? No, I, I, you guys are both absolutely right. Because I remember when I was a resident too, we had times in the ER, they did training just in case there was like these absolute emergencies that came in. We had so many beds around the ER. And then they used to do these um, mock things like, okay, you know, four big school buses, school bus loads just crashed. And now we have maybe a hundred, you know, maybe 100, 125 people coming into our small bedded ER. How are we going to handle this terrific crisis? And they used to practice these things. And they used to think about, okay, we're going to put some patients in a hallway. We're going to put some patients here. We're going to close off this area. And I think you guys are right. Like, you don't want to point fingers or something, but maybe these things should have been rehearsed. Maybe the drills should have been rehearsed about what are we going to do if, what happens if there's a nuclear thing? What happens if there's a major disaster? How are we going to handle all these hospital beds that, that are necessary? What are we going to do? And I don't Where think did it was- you- where did you do residency at? I was up in Westchester County Medical Center up in New okay. York. Okay. And, and well, like, we did that with way the back Cuban when. Missile Crisis and everything, right? Like, right. Bunkers. We were like, people were like, so many people had like literally bunkers in their backyard under the ground. Like, that's right. That's right. But this is definitely more dangerous than that. That's localized, right? If you're going to drop an atomic bomb, unless you do a hundred of them. So, like, but this is much scarier, actually. It's I mean, so scary. Coming. A global pandemic, right? This affects yeah. mostly almost everybody, almost every single country this is affecting. I mean, this is crazy on, on the, the level. That it's- so, so to turn it to a positive, let me ask you this. Where are you, you're a positive person. You've always had that very controlled mantra. What is your focus right now on the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or a dark uh, cloud, if you will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, are you doing right now? Um, I'm on a podcast right now with two really cool guys, and uh, so we I think- paid him for that. Or are you doing two podcasts at <laughs> once? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I think, I think overall, I think we all have to look beyond the initial crisis that's happening right now because we're going to get through it. You know, we're going to get through it, whether we're United States, whatever. We're going to get through it, and I think if we look ahead about a year from now, everything is going to be hopefully where it was. The markets will probably be higher than they were a couple months ago. Everything is going to be good. But I think we have to look back and say, okay, we, what do we learn from this particular situation? We have to prepare for this again. And like you Shane, said, Shane, before, we have to prepare. What happens if golf, there's something worse than this out there? We have to think about what could be the next you know, pandemic or so and how to prepare for that and, and take protection. I know in our practice now, we're trying to get, eventually we're trying to get some N95 masks, Well, that might be the standard of care now. Instead of these level one, twos, and threes, maybe we use N95 masks. I know as an oral surgeon, we have anesthesia uh, tubings. We have these, you know, we put pay- people to sleep and we have these tubings that are set up in these anesthesia machines. Typically, we used to sterilize them the way we were supposed to sterilize them. Now, I think we're going to need just disposable tubings now. You know, everybody gets a disposable nasal cannula. So we have to think in terms of, you know, what are we going to do to protect ourselves and ultimately our family now?
Yeah. But I think it's, I think we'll come out of it. We will come out of it and hopefully to minimize the deaths and the, and the trouble and stuff. But I think we will come out of it. Let me ask you that, uh, in, in reference to that, do you think, cause I mean, if you think about May, May 1st, we're going to be very ambiguous on when we can open or not. We're going to start getting back to that gray area because it's very defined right now in May, the first, second, third week, do you think there'll be guidelines of sterilization set by the organizations or do you think it'll be like, what's that transition? So we know like hard stop this week through the next three to four weeks after that, what's that transition back into that? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I hope that the societies are going to come out with some guidelines for us and say, Hey, listen, from now on, yes, we really need, we need N95 masks for every single patient. We need face shields for every single patient. You know, we're supposed to practice on the, that universal guide and universal precautions anyway, where we treat every single patient that comes in as if they had a worse communicable disease. We have to take care of ourselves and our patients along the way. And we're ultimately protecting our patients. So yes, I, I'm hoping that guidelines will come out. And it's interesting. I'm trying to think about what's that first day back going to be like. I don't think it's going to be like, hey, nine o'clock in the morning, Monday morning on your market said, go. I think team it's meeting, a, let's do team this. Team meeting, let's go. go. Let's nothing ever happened. And and I think that, you know, there's gonna be, you know, stories that are gonna be told about patients who friends or people, family members who got ill, who got sick and hopefully got better, but some didn't make it. And it's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be a big mental component to this whole thing too, where, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of built up tension. I think we have to deal with all that too. And I think that maybe it might be almost like a restaurant opening, like a soft opening. You know, yeah. maybe for the first oh, couple of days, first couple analogy. weeks, you know, we bring in a partial staff. We bring in people who, who can spare the time away from their families. It's not going to be like an on-off switch where, oh, my God, this is the worst disaster ever. Whoop, nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, lights on. We never had it happen. Especially before. in New York. You guys got Especially hit really hard. Yeah. Hit yeah. really hard. I think the numbers are skewed because a lot of people left before they knew they had anything or whatever. Right. They were just getting out of Dodge. But I think the airport probably was the breeding ground. Probably, probably. And so I, I think that like the numbers are skewed, but you guys, and we, we're not testing everybody yet. We're nowhere near testing the people right. that are con contaminated, right. but right. You know, so we're, you guys got hit hard. And, and I think certain groups in certain locations are kind of keeping it quiet too. I think you get certain little sects that are saying, okay, don't tell anybody, but you know, we have 150 people that are sick. Do we have 200 people that are sick? You know, cause if the word gets out, we're going to have another stigma, you know, uh, attached to us. So I think there's even more cases than we know that are being reported where people maybe who are having fevers, headaches, and they're just trying to take care of it at home. So they don't get that quote unquote stigma attached to them and their family or their practices or their businesses, I think. It's, it, it's almost like AIDS, HIV in a sense, like people are ashamed to have this, right? They're like, oh, oh shit, I've contaminated other people because right. it's, so con it's so contagious that I think people will be ashamed, like you said, to share that they actually had it. Then it's like, well, oh. yeah, I think that's the point is ashamed in the sense of like, did I give it to somebody else? Right. Are they going to be mad at me? Right. Yeah. Irrationally mad, by the way, unless you were just coughing in their face and being like, a, well, on the death like rate Rudy, so Rudy Gobert, the, the NBA player who right. was like touching all the microphones and stuff. And then they all got it. Right. So I get that. But I think that's a big thing. Like already a couple of consents came out of the Amos Oral Surgery Society about what we have to have people fill out to protect us, to protect them. But you know what's what's around the corner? We all know what's around the corner. It's the attorneys. You know, they're waiting. They're they're they're, they're sitting in the wings. They're just waiting to attack and Blood say, stickers. okay. Right. Yeah. Where did you get my it? father's? My father's one. Oh, sorry, Shane. I, uh, hey, let's talk about something else. <laughs> the worst. I hate them. Except for my dad. Love you, dad. <laughs> 
So I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's a matter of time where, oh, where were you? How, where did you get your COVID from? And they're going to be attacking. I almost hope that the United States government says, hey, listen, just like all these people who are applying for unemployment, we're not going to hit your businesses on an increased unemployment rate. And the same token, listen, there's no attorney. We can't have any legal ramifications about this particular pandemic. Unless you're the woman who coughed on $35,000 worth of food on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's different. But like, you can't, exactly. like, you can't do that. You just but you know what? I, I'm that's hearing, just crazy. I'll be honest. I'm hearing from some oral surgeons who are staying open. I will say in more rural areas where they're like the only resource for like the 30, 40 miles, they're busier than ever. Like $20,000 production days. Because people yeah. have time to go do it right now. Yeah. See, that's that's the dichotomy. We, we actually had a couple people that we called to say, hey, because we, we, in New York, Governor Cuomo came in and the, uh, the New York State Dental Association has this mandate now that we can't treat patients. And right now it's until April 19th, only emergencies. And they list a whole bunch of emergency type of procedures that we can do. But they also specify you have to have the proper PPE equipment. Otherwise, you cannot treat emergencies. Which is not available in New York right now anywhere. Which is really hard to super get. Right. So we're open now for emergencies only in our, in our practice. And, you know, we try to treat us a phone call and see what we have have to do and if we have to come in we have to come in but you're, you're absolutely right it's really not really fair and not really right that some of these guys are staying open and just running a business as normal if they're doing emergencies i get it thousand dollar implants i heard t- today someone I, I, I don't know I heard that first. too I, no i heard that too in georgia it's, like, it's in our it's in our state west the, georgia the, the, like or, a special almost like a special and i and i know who they are the, it's, it's, it's an oral surgeon too yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he's actually running a special now. It's like a COVID special, right? Yeah. Get a thousand dollar implant. That's that's dirty. That's dirty. That's not right. That's That's not. That's going to backfire. Yeah. That's not right. That's not right. The the oral surgery board of Georgia, like, was like, I mean, some of them had to leave the call. They were so mad. Like, they met about it. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's almost disgusting. This it's almost the, also these fines. It, it, the fine is the united. least thing to be, should be done to these people. Get united right well, now. The, mo- so the I, best thing you can do right now is unite as a country, as a as a microcosm, like right, as a right. specialty, whatever it may be. Unite. unite and what about unite, the people unite. who are who are also on Amazon and eBay are selling these N95 masks at a huge, huge, huge premium? We're trying to get them in right now in the practice. I I ordered from Amazon like two, dick, two weeks man. ago. They say it's coming in maybe April sixth, and I had to pay ten times the amount to get an N95 mask in. It's just. Like, it's going to take us a couple of weeks, but we got some coming from China. Uh, Rod and I are trying to get them for, we're marking them up 12 cents a mask. I think right now. No, yeah, 11 cents a mask. Rich. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> to cover our taxes and stuff, but we're like, but honestly, we're trying to bring them in um, from China because like for the next three weeks, it needs to go to, you know, frontline. But mm-hmm. for a month from now, when dentistry transitions, right? When we start going back into it, our protocol is going to be significantly different. And if you have to wait on an N95 mask to open your practice, like you're all greenlit, but you don't have a mask or gowns. It's crazy. So like me and uh, like uh, Salvin, the guys at Salvin were working to try to like source things like as a group, because that's the only way dentistry gets open. And if it's open, everybody does, but it, but it, but selfishly it benefits all of us. I need dentistry open. We all need dentistry to be back in business. So whatever as a group we can help do, whether it's stopping right now or finding resources or printing 3D masks, whatever it is, you know, 3D printed mask, we have to work as a group so that this happens. Like this is, this is as, as unified as a group can get right now. 
and and we have to do that to get the doors back open. We well, let them. me say let, let me say something to, to both of you guys too, because this is like a perfect segue. This is so selfless about what you guys are doing right now, Blake, you and Shane. And this is the this is the thing that's great about you guys. Like last two weeks ago, right when the when the crap was hitting the fan, everything was going crazy. The COVID was running wild. And what did you guys do? You guys try to unite the dental community. Try to unite some people. Said, hey, let's do a virtual webinar. Give out free CE. Let's try to get this whole dental community together. And you just brought it all together. And, and this is this is that was all Blake. I ain't taking any credit for that. Blake, no, that was Shane's in on that one too. He's all, he's part of anything. Yeah, let me tell you something. You, you both, you guys are just that was the super coolest thing I've ever seen. And you guys called me up and said, "Hey, can you do it?" And I was like, "Oh my god, I had so many things going on." And I said, "You know what? I just dropped everything because I want to be a part of this." Because for you guys just to bring everybody together is just a super, super great thing. And that's a credit to both you guys. Yeah, but we also started a drug addiction now. Now you can't, you can't go, you can't get on any social platform without seeing a freaking webinar. It is that. everywhere now. Blake it's all over now. Now it's all over. But ha- what about those periodontists? Like the oral surgeons were calm. The general dentists were calm. But the periodontists, like the, the stuff they were putting out there, like I won't name names, Israel and Phil and David Wong. I won't name any names, but y'all don't name any names at all, Shane. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's that signal those guys out. But you know what's kind of cool too is that <laughs> through this Instagram platform, it's really it's promoting a lot of good stuff, a lot of good friendships, a lot of good courses that are going to come For about. Sure. I mean, I know I'm connecting with a couple of good guys out there too lately, and it's just it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of good people have a lot of good stuff. Well, let's talk about. It's good that to hear part. you say that. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that because you weren't even really dedicated to social media until very recently. True. And you've you've grown very quickly you're doing it the right way just showing what you're doing like how has your experience been because you came to blake and i on some of that stuff and, and mostly blake because you wanted you to do it right um but but what what has that experience been for you which platforms are you on how much have you grown like yeah you- oh it's been it's been great it's been a lot of fun too and i i feel bad for the people i've been asking questions to so my my kids think i'm just a moron to begin with also but <laughs> and now with all these questions coming by they're just like i keep asking them questions over and over again like dad we told you this already five times and then after a while they go oh we don't know how to do that we forget what's that. a hashtag <laughs> <laughs> So then, and I, and you guys have been great too. So I have my my home family. I have my office staff. I have the NYU uh, dental students down there, participants that are down there. That's a great out. resource, and it's been great. It's been great. So we're basically been. Um, I guess my whole feeling is is that you guys know the way I am. I just love sharing. I love education. I think it's really important to give back all the time. You guys know that. I belong to like on staff two dental schools, one medical school. We're starting a residency program, and, and I'm on many multiple. You implant never programs. stop. Now, it's always, you know, I always say yes. I think it's important. But I think now I notice that a lot of people who are coming out of school, they're looking for education and they're searching for education. They want more, like little sponges. They're just trying to take That's courses. awesome, though. Usually they right. don't want to learn anymore. It's because okay. it, <laughs> you done. think you know everything and whatever. But it's been great, though, because through the platforms that you guys have helped me with, mostly we're, we're kind of doing on the Instagram now um, platform. And it's been great. It's, it's been connecting me with a lot of great, great clinicians. You know, I'm sharing, I'm learning. And it's also uh, it's, it's enabling a lot of younger docs, even older docs to get involved and learn new techniques. And it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's, it's cool a lot of work. The diversity that's happened in the past few weeks with the platform. Oh, uh, say that again. The diversity that's happened with the platform, because now you're seeing all these ones that were outliers that were looking in going, eh, is that another clicky thing? Is that going to be like the Facebook groups or whatever? Now embracing it and loving it. And and they're seeing that like, it really does like they should pay us. I swear to God, Shane and I literally give lectures on this stuff. Instagram is amazing. 
It is absolutely amazing. Is has done so much for dentistry. It is the new medium. It connected us more than we've ever been connected because we've been such an island-like type industry. Everybody's scared to share. They all want to do it themselves. Like, right, right. Come on already. Put, put your gloves down. Just share. Put the barriers down and, and everybody can benefit from it. 100%. I agree. I agree. 100%. And, and that's what the great thing about it is I think that like when you go to a dental conference and you go to a good bar, you find the bar that everybody's hanging out at, right? Like the uh, the Hyatt after the uh, after Chicago Midwinter at the McCormick Place, right? Where you go over and everybody's shoulder to shoulder, hanging out, having drinks, being relaxed, and being themselves, not being the stuffy game that we're playing in the in the exhibit hall. Everybody's just having a good time. It doesn't matter what brand, what company, what doctor, what specialty. We're all equal there, and I think that's the importance of social media. And Instagram does that kind of lowers the the rigidity of the business or the industry well i think yeah for the what i found because i didn't jump on until it's been almost two years now not quite and blake kind of pushed me into it as well and it's just what i used to think because i was you know from the business perspective more into facebook on the back end side of it and seeing how dirty that was and facebook owns instagram but it doesn't really matter they is like forget the business side of it. it it was not a divisive thing that that you Everybody talked about a couple of years ago where social media is ripping us apart and nobody cares about actual people now. And it really is, this is proving that it does actually, it's the only thing we have right now to continue connecting us, right? And it's, that's a very, very important thing. Like we need that now more than ever. And the people who were saying, including myself a couple of years ago, like, oh, it's divisive and it's, it, it's not the real world. And now it's like, it's our only real world now. Like, right. My real world sucks right now. <laughs> it's, it's the only touch we have to the outside yeah. world and to other clinicians now. And uh, yeah, oh, 100%. And it's very funny because a lot of the posts that are coming in now, they show pictures of some dentistry. They go, that's when we were allowed to do dentistry back then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's so true. So Blake, one of my favorite. So Joe Liotta is a rep with BioHorizons. It's Dr. Silverman's rep. He's a good buddy of mine. He's a hilarious dude, right? And so, yeah, he's just started, he was that Instagram account, the Joe, the sales guy that you just, you started following share post immediately. Right. Yeah, he did a uh, he did like a hype uh, hype speech or something like that. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's crushing already. Like this dude is good. I, I told him because I did that presentation for Bio yes, uh, yesterday, and now he's already on TikTok, and he's gonna do well because I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok, but he's funny, <laughs> so people will actually like enjoy that. But but the funniest one I saw so far was I was asking about this. So Bart, you had your story post up of of your course doing the PRF <laughs> exactly. course of. Them, all these guys take a blood. I'm like, dude, how was it? He goes, oh my God, I almost passed out because a bunch of rookie docs drawing blood and just pricking him <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> how was that? Were you Boy. just laughing the whole time? Oh my God, we had such a blast. And we call Joe Leo, we call him Joey Klotz now because he just constantly he just <laughs> donates his blood for the PRF all the time. He's a good dude. But you should have seen when that when it was another doc from a nearby county was taking some blood on him. And, and Joe was taking one for the team because the guy obviously was a really big account. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on with it. And he was just so off on lining up with the vein and stuff. And the fear and the terror in Joe's eyes. Joe's was like pointing at his vein it's like dude you're like an inch off bro like get with the program <laughs> but it all worked out okay and i think the guy bought some more implants so it worked out okay well, that's, that's, you better have oh my god it's <laughs> a win a win is a win, win. <laughs> no i mean but like uh, we were talking about that on our happy hour we, we did this rep in the business leader uh like happy hour before this and 
It's way more professional than the doctor one. Way <laughs> more. Way, way more. The, the way one you more. guys did last week, I was on for half and then my, my internet went out or something like that. That was fun. That was uh, great. Oh, it was dirty too. Yeah, we were lit. We were lit. Like, yeah. like this one up. was like, oh, how can we help each other? And like, it was. Yeah, good. no, that didn't happen on our, like, our webinar. No, <laughs> no, it was just like, hey, have you seen this we're picture just drunk. of this guy <laughs> with his thing out? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you've shown it a lot. We're doing another one Thursday, by the way. Dr. You saw that. I'm in. I'm in. They just had more time to get their jiffies and memes ready. Yeah. But no, you know, like it was, it was very professional, but like talking to everybody and and, like listening to like what was going on, like reps are so hungry to be your free employee right now, if you will. Like they're so hungry because it guarantees them a spot in your heart. Like when things get better for you, Yeah. but they're all they're all smart enough to know that like we ain't selling shit right now. The good ones, the good ones are smart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The cheap ones, you'll see their colors through this week or through this month. Um, there will be desperation doesn't smell good. No. And like, but honesty does and saying like, doc, I'm struggling. If you can do an order, that'd be great. If not, I get it, you know, kind of thing. But like, that's, what's cool about this group. It's a very smart, it's kind of the, it's elite people though. Let's just very honest. much so. Yeah, no, very much so. And so all of them were talking like, okay, like again, this is our happy hour. There's no agenda. It's all different kinds of companies that compete, and they're all in this to be literally Hoping find a way to help doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how can we help you with your marketing? How can we teach you YouTube and Instagram and this stuff like that? But like, that's what I. Would, if I'm a boomer right now, if I'm a boomer and I'm like, oh shit, I thought I was gonna He's sell the DS. I know you don't know what that term is. He's talking about you. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. But, 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 but like, you're our millennial boomer, right? Like, so it works out. You get this stuff. But like, I, I would, I would sit, I would literally call my youngest rep or my rep I really trust or whatever that's of a young age that knows this stuff or gets it and be like, dude, here's how you can help me out. I'll help you out and however I can. Here's how you can help me out. Actually, hold on, Bart. What would be valuable for rep, whether it's an implant rep, whatever, like that they could help you with right now? For your practice, for your life, just something of value. They need something to do. Yeah, yes, they need something like to I, do. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think I think the good thing is is that they should basically contact their accounts because I know I'm doing the same thing with my referral base. I'm trying to constantly stay in touch. I'm trying to constantly send them some information about some small business loans. Anything that I get, I just try to shovel it over to them. You know, it's not about me getting patients at this time of crisis. It's about me being supportive for them. Hey, I'm there for you. Here's some information I found. You know, fill out this SBA loan. You know, you can get some grants from the government. Whatever information I get. Here's some ADA codes for nighttime consultations or something like that. You know, just be a resource. Just be a friend, be a buddy, understand we're all going through it. And those guys who are with me, and hopefully I'll be with my referral base, and hopefully at the, when this whole thing clears, you know, we're going to all be tight. We're going to be really, really close, tight friends. So I would say just stay in touch with your docs. You know, hey, what can I do for you? You know, be a value. Hey, I found these really great things about these interesting things. Listen, you have to approach it. We're all in this situation where, you know, nobody's making money. So whoever can provide some value along the way, whoever can be supportive along the way, whoever can maybe find some way to help bring, generate some income into somebody's practice, whether it's now or when the door is finally open, maybe get, maybe be the guy who can get some supplies that nobody can. Hey, listen, let me put you on the list for N95s. Let me get you on the list for this thing. You know, I, I just, we just came across with this other stuff. I thought of you first, you know, just be, just be supportive, be a friend, be there. Maybe be the guy who can crop Blake's face into the Tiger King, <laughs> right? Like, meow. That's value meow. for me. But, you know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. It's like value is not just like saving money. Value is not just less expensive. Value comes in many forms. 
Value might be you make somebody laugh. Value might be, yes. hey, here's a game you can play. Value comes in all yes. shapes and sizes. It is Podcasting and happy hour. Any distraction, <laughs> sure. honestly. Any distraction, seriously. No, sure. Things distraction. that we have done, Shane and I have done. Look, we're all struggling. We're all fearful of the econom- economic situation as well. Okay, like everybody thinks because we're an online platform, things are good. No money is being moved around in dentistry at all right now. We're spending our money. We're not making any money. Right, right. Nothing. But it brings us joy because it keeps the positive energy happening and we're having discussion and staying involved. But like, that's all you need to do. Go on Instagram Live. Go on Facebook and talk to your patients and do Q&A from Facebook Live from your home. Like, Give value in any way you can because right now your your equity, what your time is worth is absolute zero right now. So you're not losing anything. Whereas before it was opportunity cost of wasting your time because you were too busy making money in other ways. You're not making shit right now. You're at home, probably annoying your wife. So get get away from her, right? So she can have a little break from you. We know that was Shane. And I know that's me like, oh, babe, I got to go podcast. So like you're going to put the kids down and like, I'm sorry. Podcasting. Well, you're podcasting at 4 a.m. Exactly. Very, very important. It makes us so much money. <laughs> exactly. I think Cheech was saying, Shane, don't you have to do a podcast right yeah, now? Yeah, <laughs> she was actually like, you should just go away. No, she actually did that to me today. She, I was just, you know, I, I'm usually pretty positive in our family. Like, I'm positive when I'm always seeing the bright side. And she was, I was just being a dick. Like, I just, it was, I can't even argue with it. She's like, you need to go away right now and figure out whatever's going on with you because we can't have this right now. And she was right. Like, it's been a, sometimes you just got to do that. You know, like as positive as I am, it's probably because I've had a couple of these, but it's like, it's, uh, we're all going to hit a wall at some point if you haven't hit it already. And it's not going to be just. But don't you think it's because it's somewhat, um, Returning to our animal state, if you will, like we're all kind of feeling like survivalistic at this point. I don't like, know. Maybe with the, sto- with the stores running out of supplies. I didn't have in- a cupcake anymore, and I was really that. Actually, probably was. I'm not joking. Like I went downstairs over the fridge, I'm like I wanted like a cupcake or a cookie or something. It's my fat ass wanted that, and I'm like, what the? F-? Like, where's my freaking cookie? Okay. Like, ah, and I and the fact that I couldn't go to the store and get one, or like, usually I can buy whatever I want whenever I want. Now it's like I can't, I can't, no. and that is as stupid as that sounds. It infuriated me. Mountain Dew for sure. Like, I was pissed off because we did our online order. Like, they're out of it. I was like, what? What? <laughs> a Mountain Dew? Shane texted me hey, last hey, week. Hey, Do don't you have any Mountain Dew? And now yeah. it all makes sense. I didn't know what you guys I'm keeping. The, I'm keeping the dental industry. <laughs> He's got the dot. <laughs> He's got the diet of a NASCAR season ticket holder. I right? like. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, sure, I He's the perfect patient. We'll see you in ten years, buddy. <laughs> all right. Let's. Let's. All right. All right. Enough of this. Enough of this. I can always like Mountain Dew and a cold hot dog. Catch on it. That's it. This is a white feet and a mullet. Like, come on, man. This is gonna be the worst podcast. You just hear us laughing and slurring the whole. Uh, the, the David Wong one did well, and it was just like, yeah, a that's true. It's a bunch of shit there. talking. So <laughs> Speaking of shit talking, your boy Moody was doing a presentation for all of Biohorizons Day. He was talking about you. He reserves that for me. Apparently, <laughs> we did a nine-minute segment on his podcast talking shit about Shane. It was really yeah, good. I heard that. What was that about, Shane? Then I heard I you come back know. again. Like, what was that? 
all Blake told me is like, oh, dude, the last nine minutes of this podcast, we just, it was just this genuine thing where we just talk really nice. <laughs> it was genuine. We met it. So excited, Bart. I was so excited because, yeah, you know how I feel about Moody. Moody's like awesome. He's a great dude. Good guy. Good guy. Uh, good, and good, Bart good, good, good. and, and uh, Blake sounded so <laughs> genuine about it. I'm like, God, this is going to be great. And you know, the ego inside, he wants to hear people talking nice about you. So I get in there and I get to that part and I'm listening to the whole thing. And I just like, the first thing I hear is, well, how's that idiot Shane dude? No, he's he's that like, re- retard Shane. He's just, yeah, just I was trying to be. Oh, yeah, he went right for the thing. he went right for the jugular. Jugular, dude. Blake he baited him. One nice thing in nine minutes. He's like, yeah, he's a pretty good at playing rap, but really, he's just a dumbass. Like the whole time, like, what the hell, man? Like, I didn't do anything to you. Well, I didn't promote your podcast. Like, <laughs> and of course, Blake's egging him on. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, but today know, he said really nice stuff about you, Bart. <laughs> oh, did, did he really? <laughs> yeah. He, he talking, so, what do you guys got going on with Moody and and? Uh, Implant Pathways. Oh, yeah. He reached out to us a while ago, whatever it was, and we're doing a, a little Implant Pathways at our facility there, and we had our first session this year. So, you know, he's got a terrific program there, too. I mean, he's one of those also big, big guys that are just giving. He's just a big giver, too. He wants to educate, wants to help out, you know, has no agenda whatsoever, I think. So, yeah, we did session two and three by my facility this year, and it was great. And I think we're going to slide out again for next year. So I um, think the live surgeries will do so good. Oh, that I mean, life surgery like, everybody's going to start opening up the implant side of their business now, I think. And like having that live surgical experience is key. And you don't want to go to Tijuana to do that. Come on, man. That's just dangerous. Yeah, it's you've been, you want to stay home. You've been doing a lot of courses lately, a lot of PRF too. We have. That's been blowing have. up. Why is that blowing up? You know, I'm not sure. Oh my God, it's been crazy. It's been crazy on the Instagram. It's been crazy on the internet. A lot, a lot of requests for that. In fact, this- I call week- it blood burger- boogers, by the way. <laughs> what it looks like to me. We had a, it's funny because we just, we probably canceled or rescheduled whatever about six or seven courses already from now until the end of the summer. It's just hot as anything. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Yeah, you know what I think it is? I I think what's really the big thing is we compare it to other blood concentrates that we were dealing with in the past because I've been doing this stuff for- Like PRP. PRP, PRGF, and now it's PRF. What's really nice about this one is that you're just taking the the patient's own blood and you're not mixing anything outside into it. And that was the drawback with the other preparations that we're doing. Because the other times- Thrombin, right? Yeah, yeah. We Bovine thrombin, calcium chloride. We're introducing stuff that was um, not natural into the patient's blood. It was also retarding the healing. And sometimes it was creating like coagulopathies for our patients. So why would we do that? But now we have more of a natural brand. Patients love it. Patients love it. Nobody ever turns it down. Everybody's always on board of, of doing it. You know, you're just taking the patient's own blood and supercharging the soft tissue and bone healing. I'm going to stop you right there. And for Blake... Because I totally know what this word means. What does coagula therapeutically mean? It might cause some blood problems. <laughs> oh, okay. No, seriously. What is is that the definition? It's like blood problems? Like, seriously. Yeah, it, cre- it can create some no, problems. I have no problem some... admitting I'm an idiot. I'm oh, no. loving this video component of our podcast now. It's really showing how idiot and our stupid we- Shane and I are. You know, like, Have another drink, Blake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How about those ribs? Do you have any ribs left? They look oh, really no. good. Oh, no. Look, look at these. Like, come on. Let's take a, take a look at these bones right oh, here. Those, those, those are just licking the bones. They fell the right dudes. off. So good. Oh, man. Proud of Lacey there. She finished them off strong. Uh, <laughs> had a girl. Had a girl. That was good. <laughs> so what was Moody's uh, talk on BioHorizons today about? Yeah, he was just talking about what Implant Pathways is doing. I mean, he's really transparent, too. He's like, you know, we don't know what's coming out the other side of this. We don't know how education is going to be. We don't know. You know, he's like, we're in it with you. You know, he's just honestly, it was nice having him on because he's so like relaxed with it. He's like, listen, man, I'm not 
you know, we're a team here, guys. Like you guys refer to me and like we try to teach them and, and promote you guys, but it's like we don't know what's happening either. Like the whole ecosystem needs to come back. Everything's different. And so, and he wasn't about me, me, me. It was like, you know, here's what we got. How can we help you? And it was genuine. It wasn't like, you know, you get a lot of this from doctors who are like, oh, I want to help you. Which is total bullet. They want you to pay them to speak, right? And it was right. not that right. at all. Was right. exactly. I Bart. I, I know. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, Bart. Hey, man. Wait, I, oh, I didn't sign off yet. <laughs> uh, Bart's like the best because Bart will call me. Actually, I, don't, I may not want to say this, but like we've known each other for years. We've done courses time, together. And time. it's like so good to me. He's like, you know, I'm like, Bart, can you come down? He's like, oh, do you need me to do it for free? And I'm like, 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 no, like I wouldn't ask you to do anything for free, but like just the, because we're friends that you would offer that. hundred percent, hundred percent. Shane, times are tight. Let's not, let's not, let's screw it. Oh, I need you to come down now and do it for <laughs> free. He usually says only for 10 grand. Uh, sure. <laughs> I need you to pay me 10,000 to come down and speak to my people. So nope. uh, Bart, like I met him through Shane and dude, you you've been amazing to us i mean like seriously you are a a true genuine educator um but like there's the type that either if you can't do then teach right is the, the motto with a lot of things but you do and you teach and like and you're like a nice guy like thank you guys I, no like d- dead set like he's kind of a dick really, but he's a nice guy like, <laughs> he's kind of like because he just talks just about nice shane but like <laughs> no man like when there's an opportunity to teach you don't like Oh, how much am I making off it or whatever? Like, you're just like, I'm down. And if tell me what you can do, Mm. right? Like you just do it. And so like, yeah, man, like anything I can do. And you know, I know Shane the same. It's like, dude, I'm always there. Like you're amazing. And you're a good teacher. Like when we did the hands on at home, great teacher. We did. How do you like, it was awesome. Listen, you, you, I've seen you speak to oral surgeons. I've seen you speak to general dentists. I've seen you speak to periodontists, prosthodontists, labs, reps. You have this innate ability to, uh, connect with whoever's there and you never talk even no matter their level of knowledge you could you've had all sorts in the room how what Shane type even you're good even with guys like me you like you you teach in a way that hits every spectrum in the room right like where did that come from to be able to like communicate to different levels of knowledge uh different specialties all at the same time like that's difficult to do I think that wow, you guys just make me feel so cool. Thank you, thank you very much. You just you paid as well for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you guys got the it. checks, right? You right got this course light. It was great. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. We, next time we do a podcast, we're doing it after a virtual happy hour because this is Seriously. awesome. <laughs> me, I'm doing happy hour right now. <laughs> I didn't notice. You see that? I gotta get. You guys are so ahead of me already. I gotta yeah, catch rib, up. Ribs and whiskey, baby. We're good. Ex- exactly. Well, I like the South. <laughs> so um, I think I think it's just you know I don't know it's just the way I am I, you know I, I'm always the type of guy like if you're good to me I'll do anything for you that's the way I am you know and you guys have always been great with me and I would do anything for you guys you guys consider you guys family I would do anything for you for whatever you, you guys give me a, uh, ten rolls of toilet paper <laughs> wow <laughs> send a truck down there <laughs> Shane's video that time was great so um but I think it's easy I think it's easy I think basically you know what you just have to put your guard down you know just 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 share your education listen. And the three of us, everybody who listens out there, all these people on Instagram, we're, we're very, very lucky what we do. We're blessed. And you just got to share. And I think that's easy. And I think if it comes across from a big heart, I think people get it. And I think you just want to make it easy. I think you just want to define the concept, get the methodical approach, you know, give them one, two, three, four. That's the way my mind works. It works like an algorithm. If you do this, what happens here? If you do this, what happens here? And I try to teach the same way. It's A, B, C, and D, and E. And then also I try to include also what happens ifs. 
So I think that's important. You know, people want to know that. And I think it's also important what we try to do in our courses is that you, you, you just don't want to show the greatest cases that you have. And this is a surgical picture. This is just that as we put the sutures in, because we all know two or three days later, that's not going to look the same as it did when we put the final suture in that particular day of surgery. You want to show your post-op cases. You want to show your results. You want to show stuff that can happen. And you just want to help people out. And, uh, and that's what we do. You know, that's what we do. And it's been kind of easy. But you guys know the way I am. I always say yes. And, and my wife yells at me all the time. Whenever somebody says, hey, can you do me a favor? I go, yes. She's like, when are you going to fit that in? He's like, a favor whore is what he is. <laughs> 2.30 to 4.30, I got fit it in. <laughs> I'll make it work. But, uh, but it's easy to work with really nice people. But thank you, guys. That was really nice. All right. Well, I have to go now because I'm getting mean text from my wife and I have to say goodnight to the kids, right? Don't and, even like put Cheech on blast like that. She's nice. Like yeah, she's nice. I'm going to like that out. It's fine. She deals with shit. Everybody so, like, knows. Right she's, okay. she's MVP in this quarantine. Yeah. If anyone's going to be quarantined, per- she's MVP in this You're quarantine. too ugly for TikTok and she's still married to you. So like, <laughs> come on. Like. And we'll catch you next time on the All In Podcast. You dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no man and that's how we end the episode Bart brother <laughs> you guys are freaking awesome thanks for listening to the all in podcast see you next time